Hi, welcome to the new podcast series of the House of European History. I'm William. And I'm Katerina. And today we're talking about how to get a job in the museum sector. Now, this podcast was supposed to take place on the sixth floor, a brand new sixth floor, opening on May the 9th, called Europe Now. But because of the COVID regulations, we are outside in the park. How's the weather feeling, Katerina? It's not the ideal weather that it can be, but at least we are here to have a nice talk today about the history behind some of our staff. That's right. Um, so yeah, we, we asked a lot of them this anonymous questions. What did you study? What job did you want to do? And how did you get this job in the museum sector? And this is mainly for young people or people thinking of changing sectors. So they may have been working five, 10 years in the sector and they think, I want to work in the cultural sector or the museum sector. How do people get that sort of job? Exactly. And it's interesting to see some of the key factors that uh, led some of our staff to end up in the museum sector. That's it. So I've got some answers in front of me. I took a quick sneak peek at the answers. I know I wasn't supposed to, but to look at what jobs did people actually want to do. And it was quite different, actually. So some of them fell into the museum sector. But we're answering a couple of questions here. Firstly, what do people study to get a job in the museum sector? And I think this is the interesting one. Did they study something specifically, knowing they wanted to work in the museum sector? Or did they just kind of fall into it? It was like, a, it just happened to be there and they thought, yeah, I'll go for that, but it wasn't what I was originally after. So this podcast, who's it for, Katerina? It's for young people and people that want to get a, a position in the museum sector or in cultural institutions even. Yeah, so they may want to change. Maybe they're doing something, they're not that keen on it, and they think now's the time for change, especially with the COVID situation. Okay, so we've got some anonymous answers in front of us from different people on our team. Um, I'll go first, if you don't mind. <laughs> so I've got a curator, current position curator. What subjects did you study at university? History. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, is this the job you originally wanted to do or was it something different? I had no fixed idea. I was open. I wanted to work as a historian, more as a communicator than as a researcher. That's what I do, so I'm happy. It's interesting to see at this point that all of them have a common word and that's history or uh -huh. even European affairs. History and European affairs. Yep. So they've specialized in something that really works out well for our museum. So basically it's a combination of all the degrees in one. Yeah, but they wouldn't have known that they'd be working at a European museum at the time. <laughs> Some of these people, you know, they're in their 40s, 50s, even the idea mm -hmm. for the museum didn't exist then. Yeah. It's a completely new, unique idea first proposed in 2008. Ah. Interesting. So they studied something without actually knowing how it would be used on the job market. Yes, and where they will end up to. For example, I have in front of me the history behind our financial officer, and she studied history of European integration and European institutions with a bachelor in law, and actually she had no idea that she would start a career in the museum sector. Where did she hear about the job? So she used to work at the European Commission, and one of her former colleagues uh, was working in Digicom, so she got a notification there and she expressed her interest. How about the rest of the team? Well, my curator here saw the call in a mailing by ICOM, the International Council of Museums, and decided to apply. Mm -hmm. So it pays to be part of some type of association or organization. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, let's keep it going for another position to find out how they got this job in the museum sector. So I've got an events coordinator and educator. So two jobs in one. And she studied history and cultural management. Before choosing history, I studied as much philosophy, literature, history and languages for three years in all disciplines as I was not ready to choose among them when I was 18 years old. Okay, so she took a, a broad approach. I enjoyed all these disciplines, especially history, but I did not see myself making a career as an academic or a teacher. So I studied then at the Institute of Political Sciences in Paris, where I enjoyed, to my surprise, studying law, international relations and political science, and I graduated with a master's in cultural management. And I hear this cultural management one, I never really heard about it until I started working here. Mm -hmm. Did you study that as well? I actually have the same, yeah. <laughs> my master's degree in the UK was exactly this. And how many, was it a popular course? Do many people study cultural management? Yeah, especially in Birmingham, it's very popular. And our modules uh, were a combination of different approaches towards heritage and how heritage can be implemented and in its interpretation in different countries. So it was very interesting for us. But did you know what specific job you could get after that? I knew that we wanted to work in the museum sector and I knew that I could collaborate with culture organizations. So this was really important to me. So I hadn't heard of this cultural heritage uh, masters before. And obviously then you joined the team and I was wondering what job can you specifically get with cultural heritage? Where would that really open doors? It is very broad. It's it, very, we didn't have a specific picture of what, where we're gonna end up to. Some of the people though, in my postgraduate degree, I had a bachelor in history. Uh -huh. And that's very interesting because if you see in our staff's history, they also have a bachelor and master connected to history or European affairs. Is that the answer to getting a job in a museum, studying history first as a bachelor's and then specializing in a master's with something more specific? Well, I would definitely say that it's important, but factors such as network or luck play its role, definitely. Let's get to the final part of this events coordinator and educator. How did you hear about and get your current job? Through her previous job, she worked at an NGO called EuroCleo, the European Association for History Educators, small but very active organization whose mission is to promote a transnational, multi-perspective and responsible approach to history teaching. Very good. So again, like uh, the person before, they were working in a similar sector or role when they heard about these positions. Yes, and uh, it's very interesting that she actually saw the call in the mail of ICOM of the International Council of Museums and Sorry. that's how she decided to apply. So this is a good tip for anyone looking for a job in the museum sector. You need to be on the mailing lists of all different organizations, yes. supporting groups like Eurocleo, ICOM, NEMO, Europeana. So all the kind of relevant, broad European cultural organizations. Or take advantage of your network, as we can see from our uh, communications officer, who also studied history with a specialization of uh, museology. He used to work for many years in the museum sector. And uh, after a while, from word of mouth, uh, he um, got hired as a communications officer to our museum. Yeah, I, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Um, the job was already published, in fact. I think they were actively recruiting, but he didn't know about it. So it's not like a totally untransparent <laughs> process where someone said, hey, do you want okay. a job? <laughs> it, it, it was, they were recruiting, but he didn't know about it. So then he 
because he heard about it by word of mouth. He then handed in his CV straight away, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he got the job. And but what do you think about our graphic designer's uh, story, William? Let's have a look. Okay, so a graphic designer for a museum. That sounds like a super cool job. Okay, so he studied a bachelor degree in graphic design. He had a certificate in web design, front-end development, and another one in digital marketing. And on the side, he also studied photography for three years. It's interesting to see uh, that he got a bachelor degree in graphic design, but he also had many certificates in web design and digital marketing. Uh-huh. Uh, plus photography, which is really important for our museum because we have so many events going on. Yeah, big events program all through the year. We have new objects coming, in fact, uh, Uh, museums very kindly lend objects to be part of our collection to keep the uh, exhibition space kind of fresh and new to give new perspectives so there's a ton of photography work so that's definitely a good skill so was this the job he wanted to do I didn't catch it yeah it's exactly the kind of job that he wanted to do and since that he really enjoys it and he says that uh, there are not many full-time positions especially when there are cultural and design oriented that's interesting so it sounds to me like he could find only projects yeah. so he was be end up more like a freelancer but he's saying it's very difficult to find a full-time job mm-hmm. what about how he got the job I've got it here in front of me now he was contacted by an agency recruiting for the position he first had to do an interview with the agency before they knew that they wanted to put him forward to the client which was yeah. the museum I guess exactly and then his application was sent to the museum then a second interview followed by the head of communications and the head of resources of the museum so three people on the panel and he got hired <laughs> And How he, simple as that, right? Yeah, he's being he's making a joke. It wasn't simple at all. What do you think after hearing all these stories? How did you end up here, actually? Um, no, I didn't study history. I wasn't a member of any uh, cultural organizations. Mm-hmm. I studied law and I took a job in a communications agency as a trainee. What I'd studied as part of law was lots of writing. That's what I noticed, writing, putting things online for different audiences. Um, because of that experience, it was very helpful in the communications mm-hmm. sector. We spend lots of time writing. Yeah. Tweet posts, press releases, pictures and emails, events programs, all the time. So yeah, I had no idea I was going to work in the museum sector. Um, um, I just uploaded my uh, CV to a database Mm -hmm. and I got uh, contacted by a recruiter for this project and it just sounded really interesting. For all the citizens across Europe that can't make a physical visit Mm -hmm. to the museum in Brussels, they wanted a new website in 24 languages. Now that's really unique and that's a really big project to put like uh, the permanent exhibitions and temporary exhibitions in 24 languages online yeah. that's what I was hired for it sounded super interesting uh, so I said yes and just to mention for the permanent and temporary jobs a competition is needed for our museum after seeing all these stories behind our staff do you think there are specific skills that somebody needs to acquire in order to work in the museum sector yes I do and I think this is a very good recap and I didn't know this until we had this we did this podcast and we got these answers mm-hmm. I can see a lot of common themes now people studied history first of all as like a mm-hmm. base level they do history as a bachelor's I can see some of the answers we didn't get to read out they then do a master's in something more specific it could be museum 
technology, uh, could be the one European you, affairs. European affairs, especially well, when working in a um, European museum. Yeah, what's the one? They become members of cultural organizations like Europeana, ICOM, NEMO, or take more of an active role. And then they take like jobs that they may not want to do initially, but it gets them in the sector. So they work as a crew member, they work, they do a traineeship and maybe the communications team, but they want to be a curator. And that's how they get in the sector. So I think there's some good tips there. Yeah, definitely. And it's good to see the different perspectives of different CVs and backgrounds. I think you're right, because the cultural sector, people say, oh, it's impossible to get a job there. But I think we've shown it is possible. You just have to take a slightly different route, mm -hmm. a circuitous route, no. a roundabout way of getting there. Yes, and I think we end up in a conclusion where a combination of all these factors plays its role. Yeah. So it's also network, it's maybe some luck. Yeah, being the right place at the right time when they're recruiting. So I hope that's been useful for all of you looking at working in the museum or cultural heritage sector. Uh, join us for our next podcast in the series, which is on what it's like working in a European museum. Many people have experience or knowledge of working in national museums. What about if you took all those national workers and put them all together in a European museum? What would the results be? We have many events coming up, so in case you want to reach us, find us in our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter in the House of European. Pinch History Accounts.